0: I was going to say something else. I totally forgot what it was.
1: Jesus Christ.
0: I don't have anything else to help add on to that.
1: <laughs> That's very much on brand for
0: On brand, B. Yeah, dude, you keep fucking putting me on spot. listeners for episode number 36 of not to be technical it's your boy notorious nof and we got candescent charles Candescent Charles, that's a nice nickname. That
1: means what? I'm lit up. I'm a little luminous, right? Is is that's what that means? That's what I'm going for. You're so enlightened. Right. That you're you're being much nicer lately with the nickname, so I appreciate that. But as has said, welcome back to not to be technical. You got your two boys here. Our third boy, Gary, he's still out there. He's Pu- there. He's there. Just not here. Public accounting, private accounting, you tax know the drill season. at this point. You know, it's just a tough week. There's a lot going on in the world. You know, we're just here trying to get some trend in tech news for you, get things rolling. Uh, one of the things, though, that really has been top of mind for me is finding out how the hell you are in office.
0: Well, today is my first day officially of wearing my new contacts, so I'm not as much nearsighted. Now, honestly, actually, I'm pretty you're, fucking You're bad still
1: nearsighted life. with contacts Man. or glasses, by the way. That yeah. doesn't change when you put contacts on. you. <laughs> the sight
0: is the same. <laughs> I guess you're right. My left eye is not doing too well. I think my eyes are bloodshot, but I will say I'm looking goddamn sexy today, and everyone told me that.
1: I I will say here, Naf, you're a very confident young man that's getting older year by year, but this confidence here with the contacts, let me just tell you, you are correct. You look way sexier with contacts. Uh, The no glasses look is really the look that I recommend for you. I have said on a previous episode, and we did prove this by voting with the audience, that... The glasses you choose to wear look like glasses that you would get purchased for you by your mother at Target Optical in middle y'all. school. And uh, the audience agreed with me. So, Novice, the fact that you're getting contacts, it is a huge upgrade. I'm super proud of you. Uh, good job finally getting into that eye doctor, baby.
0: You're looking good. Who knows? Maybe I'll get LASIK next or some
1: better glasses. Let's focus on like, actually being able to put your contacts in it out.
0: Well, I've been talking about how sexy I look. But, Charlie, you know what hasn't been sexy? Are you going to talk about me that I gained a couple pounds? <laughs> is,
1: that, is that what you're doing? Here?
0: No, no, no. I mean, just so you guys know, Charlie just biked 55 miles, oh my you know, God. this last weekend. He crushed it from what I hear from other accounts. I was not there. Uh, and I think he probably lost some weight, right?
1: I've lost some weight since the holiday uh, the holiday eating and uh, a couple pounds are gained there. So, yeah, I'm on the trend down. but yeah,
0: trending down. We're not but, there yet, but we're getting there. But did I guess right? Am I the thing that's not sexy? It's definitely, I mean, it's related. Um, oh, okay. I would say it is probably your, um, what is it like, a, what's that thing called? It's your bed frame and whatever that thing is that's under your mattress uh, that's been sitting in our living room for the oh. last three weeks. <laughs> i oh, um, hoping to get rid of that soon.
1: Oh, my God. So, fair enough. So, for anyone that doesn't know, Nafis and I are roommates uh, in a house here in Hollywood, Florida, not to give too many uh, details We're in here. a domestic
0: partnership.
1: We're, <laughs> we're domestically <laughs> partnering as roommates, yes. Uh, other partnerships, uh, I am not disclosing. That's way too personal. However, one of the things that I've done lately is I upgraded my bed frame. Instagram ads, they worked on me, baby, uh, from Thuma. Uh, Thuma makes really nice bed frames, very easy to move, take apart. I I think we put the whole thing together in office. Thank you for helping, by the way. Oh, yeah, it was easy. In like 10 minutes. It was nice. It it looks nice, modern, nice walnut wood finish. Yeah, Um, I
0: really like his bed. Yeah. I don't want to derail. We're
1: We're not in a domestic partnership, by the way. He just really likes my bed. Regarding this bed frame you're alluding to, that's not sexy. Give me your
0: rationale. All
1: right. So what the deal? What's going on? We're looking at it right now, uh, and we have a pretty large living room in in like living area space here. And for the past two to three weeks, yeah, there has been a mattress. What is it called? A mattress topper? Not a topper.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I can't remember. I, uh, with my box frame. That's a, what it is. A box
1: frame, a huge uh, headboard, nice wood headboard. Uh, very nice finish, by the way. It has little like compartments that open up with a light that come out of it. Uh, and then Miracle. the rest of the pieces of the, the former bed that I had, I did not try to have this here for two to three weeks, just sitting here kind of ruining the aesthetic of the house. You fooled me. This player. is what's happened. You know who else has fooled me? All these dumb asses on OfferUp. Let me tell you about OfferUp, my man. I, I haven't used OfferUp too much uh, until this year. I've used it for the first time. I, I just, I never, I don't know why, I never sell stuff on Online, I guess I have no idea. Like every, I feel like everyone's used OfferUp except me. But this year, wait, I, this
0: is the first time you used it.
1: I like guess this li- is your
0: first thing to put on there.
1: I guess literally the second one. I sold some uh, some bar stools that I I knew were. Broken. Oh yeah, yeah, I was there for that. But, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> The guy, I told the guy, like, look, I don't know these if these will work. Like, I'll lower the price to twenty dollars for these two nice bar stools. Maybe you could fix it. You know, I'll be very upfront with him. He, he takes the deal, and then he rates me like three out of five stars. I offer up for like it not working. I'm like, dude, Get I told fucked. you. And he also tried to recruit me to join like some type I of religious that. cult. So that's my first experience with OfferUp, which is, you know, buying and selling locally on uh, an app for that, just like Craigslist, Facebook Marketplace, et cetera, if you don't know what it is.
0: I was going to say, the people know it. OfferUp up. Yeah, is. I if know. Everyone- not, you're under uh, a fucking rock.
1: Yeah, but you know, maybe there's some people out there that don't know it. So uh, that was my first experience. Whatever, got 20 bucks. I got a bad rating for it. Whatever. Fine, dude. I'm not joining a religious cult. However, I have put this bed up immediately after getting the new bed, putting it together, And I shit you not, I've had at least six people, I think six that have genuinely been like, I'm coming today. What's your address? I will pick it up. You know, they're telling me all types of things. I just went to U Haul. I got people to move this stuff. All these different times coordinated, people confirming with me that I'll be here. Like they seem worried. None of them have showed up, not a single person. I've moved around meetings. I've left work a little bit early on some days to try to do this. I've worked remote. I've, I've changed a lot of things to get these things to it six different times in office. Same. Some of them, you have been the one that was here <laughs> and it was like, Oh, where are they? I don't know, dude. <laughs> so is this what happens on offer up? Because this is like a really good deal by the way. And if anyone wants a bed frame in South Florida, that's very nice. Like just hit me up. Like I'll, I'll essentially give it away for free at this point. Like, I'm sick of this thing. It's that, interesting. Yeah. Like, like do, is this what happens? Do people ghost on offer up? Like, is this a normal thing? Like, I mean, I, I feel like I communicated everything very well. There's a lot of interest in the product because I priced it so low to get it the hell out of here. But just no one showing up. And there are all these elaborate stories. Like, I don't need this much detail. Like, well, I'm getting an insane amount of detail. Someone told me they rented a U-Haul that the U-Haul broke down on the way here. Oh, they're so sorry. Like, and they were like telling me exactly where it broke down, like the streets. I'm like, I don't care about the streets. Like, are you picking up the bed or not? I never hear from them again.
0: I think that part's kind of ridiculous that someone actually said that they had a U-Haul and then it broke down. Like, what's the point of the elaborate lie? You could just quite literally say, hey, I'm not interested or hey, honestly, I, I couldn't get to it today. Could you hold it for another day if they were that interested? But
1: oh my God. Did that person hit you back up? No. No, nobody's hit me back up. Everyone would be like, so, you know, what's the deal? What's happened here? So it's a compelling item, very low cost. So, yeah, that that's why this non-sexy thing is happening here in the house and office. I continue to get ghosted on OfferUp. I'm fine getting ghosted, you know. <laughs> I've been ghosted plenty of times in my day, whether it's dating apps, just texting. I, I don't know where else. I, 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 people ghost me all the time. Fine, offer up. Like, come on, this is a transaction, baby. We have lots. of We've worked a negotiation out. We've agreed. We've had essentially a verbal handshake through a chat. Come on. I guess hold up to your word. <laughs> at least, at least, be honest. Just tell me. <laughs> tell me, like, you know what? I'm not interested. You know, I, I went with a different direction. Or, you know, uh, whatever, I'm going to commit suicide tonight. I can't call. I'm like, whatever it is, just whatever your excuse is,
0: just tell me. Yo, I'm going to use that next time I bail on someone on (laughs) Oh my God. Well, it sounds like you're pretty good at marketing, but I guess you, you definitely weren't built to be a sales guy.
1: That, that That's definitely good for somebody who's a director of digital marketing. <laughs> thank you for that feedback, Nofis. That is
0: quite- No no problem. I am good at marketing. You know what else
1: you're good at? <laughs> what? Getting yeah. us into trending tech topics.
0: Oh yeah. Let's get into
1: some trending tech. Noffice, thank you for that beautiful segue that was unprompted and totally organic and natural. Uh, you know what else is organic and
0: natural? Um, well, you're really thinking on this. I'm um, just thinking of like Google search
1: rankings. Wow, you're really putting on your marketing. Uh, I really right put now. that on right now. But you know what? A a really solid podcast with excellent content that posts videos to TikTok. That is what is organic and natural. That big reach. Uh, So,
0: oh wow, you really laid me up for that one, huh? I
1: really did, huh? Thanks, dude. But to get into our first topic here TikTok. So, this has been happening. We've actually talked about this. I think each time this has happened in the past year, they've continued to increase the length of what a TikTok can be. It started at 15 seconds, that was all a TikTok could be. Uh, Then it turned into 60 seconds. Now, the uh, no, then the last update was three minutes could be the max length of a TikTok. He said, "You know what? Let's forty x it. Let's make it forty times higher. Now it's ten minutes. As of yesterday, that is the max for a TikTok video." Now, what are your just initial thoughts here before I dive in a little bit more?
0: So immediately, I'm just kind of like, "There's like the sticker shock of like I don't like it. Like forty x is a big deal. Ten minutes is a long time. Um I think that's what the appeal of TikTok is: is you're on your feed or what's really called a for you page, and you're kind of just." scrolling through videos, hoping your algorithm starts shaping around you and you're getting stuff that you like. And it's supposed to be quick, digestible content, almost to the point where like I'll either find something I'm interested in, I'll either research it somewhere else, or I will continue on that thread of different sort of like, I guess, I, I don't know if they like are like my hashtags, but just whatever subgrouping something's in. Um 10 minutes is a long time. And I think what's big about this is like, I'm not against watching a 10 minute video if I'm engaged in it. So that's part of the factor there. But like, if that's just like parsed in there with your other 15 to three minute videos that are currently there, then it's just going to be like really strange where you're just, you just watched a, a minute long video and then it just transferred to a 10 minute one. That's probably my main concern.
1: So Nafis, excellent points there. I mean, when you're going on TikTok, I, I honestly get annoyed when something takes way too long to complete or get to the point on TikTok. And the best videos or even ads on TikTok are short, concise to the point. Maybe there's a call to action, whether it's to watch more of content. So like for a podcast or a YouTube channel, for example, you may have a, a, a very short clip, maybe like 15 seconds or so, and then there'll be links to maybe watch the full episode or more of the series on YouTube, uh, maybe listen to a whole podcast episode if you're a podcast like us. So there's a lot of different things that kind of show already that shorter video content is the way to go.
0: And I'll interject there. It's weird. Like, I guess podcasts is the, are the only sort of, I guess, like marketing medium that I would yeah. watch 10 minutes of, but it's got to be good. It's got to be like high depth informative. And usually the ones that appeal to me the most are the ones that are like, edited to give you a lot of information in a short period. So still 10 minutes is a lot. I, I It don't, is, but no, it's I
1: think the reason why they're doing this, and we're seeing this across like all of social media right now, is they're creating more parity between offerings
0: on social media. Between like the different platforms.
1: Exactly. So a lot of it has been shown with like a discovery or a for you page or something like that. Like Instagram got one of those later on. Uh, you know, Twitter has something like that. Now Reddit has the same thing where you can go on a Discover page and like subreddits you're not even following. You could see videos in, and <laughs> in photos from that as well. Like they're all they're all doing the same thing. So the same thing's happening with video. So TikTok wants to be able to compete with YouTube. So YouTube like, videos yeah, obviously don't have a whatever. cap of 10 minutes, right? But if content creators on TikTok can put Start getting into that motion of having something longer. It's it's not necessarily better for the end users or for the content creators. But here's the reason why I think TikTok is doing this: there are video lengths when when you have a shorter TikTok, you can't throw an ad in there. Three oh, minutes. Okay, that makes a lot. Sixty more sense. seconds, fifteen. Can't do that on YouTube. There's something called a mid-roll ad. We've all seen mid-roll ads, whether yeah. we know the term or not. That's where you're watching a YouTube video, ad pops up in the middle unless you have YouTube premium and you pay not to see ads.
0: I'm glad that you explained that for dumber listeners. Yeah, the
1: dumber <laughs> listeners don't know what a mid-roll is. You, you idiots that don't know do advertising terms, come you on. You guys can get <laughs> context. <laughs> idiots. Thank you, Navis, for being very nice to our listeners who we love and appreciate so much. Oh, yeah, we
0: love you. Please yeah. rate us five, five stars Five on stars all on all, all yeah. platforms,
1: please. Yeah, uh, yeah of course.
0: But now, you idiots too. We love it. Yeah. Don't worry. So
1: if TikTok has 10-minute videos and they can be like, you know what, now we're doing some mid-roll ads, baby. You're, you're watching this thing five minutes in. You're going to have to watch an ad for a product that we know you want because our targeting's so good. And you're probably just going to order it right now. And that's, that's why TikTok is doing this. It's not necessarily to compete with... I think longer content with YouTube, that's kind of a byproduct of what they're doing. They just need
0: no, that to get makes a more lot revenue more sense. with
1: a new ad type that they don't currently have. So they haven't announced a mid roll ad, by the way, but it's like, it's a no brainer. Yeah. They do
0: it. I mean, so when you said YouTube at first, I was like, maybe this is me. This is kind of just a question to you. Like, do, do you watch YouTube on your phone? I do actually sometimes. Okay. So I uh, sometimes like, I rarely do that ever. If anything, I'm almost always on a computer. And other times it's my laptop, but that's more of like a 30% so my of
1: my iPad. If I'm home, I'll use my iPad for that. Sometimes if I'm just like, I feel like watching something yeah. they're in bed or on the couch, maybe there's like a counter, like whatever like that. But a lot of people watch YouTube on their phone. The mobile's is okay. huge on, with that. I
0: guess that makes sense. I don't know. Maybe my eyes just suck. and I'm just not a fan of that.
1: And I think too, we're, we're probably, I think most people aren't, such heavily desktop users like we are you know, oh, in the so gaming right. community you know yeah. we, we're both have kind of tech focused jobs but desktops are not the norm you know we're sitting in you're our so office right. rooms like specifically with our standing desks. yeah we're like this desk at home. workers and yeah. i feel like there's
0: not a lot of people who like like to work at a desk
1: yeah we're we're uh, some of the few here but yeah phones are huge okay that for makes YouTube, sense video netflix like mobile's nuts with that but yeah so look out for longer tiktoks maybe from us Probably not because we can't just be given ten minutes of what we just said here and posted it up there and open <laughs> someone to listen.
0: I hope we got you suckers somehow, but some like brand idiots. new
1: TikTokers. I don't know about that, my man.
0: So Charlie, I I may be just you know living under a rock when it comes to the usage of YouTube on people's mobile phones. Um, but what I can tell you, people definitely don't use on their phones is Mozilla Firefox as their browser. <laughs> Do they even have an app? I mean, I, I, I'm i not even aware if they have an app or, or for mobile. Uh, honestly, I just hey, they have the, to. I pulled that out of my ass, but I would presume so. Um, I remember I used Firefox a lot when I was a kid and I stopped. And I think they only hold like something like four or five percent of like global browser share. Not a lot. Yeah, which is fucking nothing. I mean, it's like Google Chrome's taking over and Safari. But for whatever reason, Disney Plus thought it was a great idea to partner with them on their upcoming movie, Turning Red. Specifically with
1: Firefox.
0: Yeah, okay. I guess it's like about a red panda or something like that. And essentially, you know, Firefox has this website where oh they direct word. people to. And uh, ultimately, it kind of gives them information about the website itself and the various features of Firefox. Um, I don't think there's anything that special about their browser that why? Wait,
1: so you're telling me that Disney said, hey, Firefox, your logo kind of looks like a red panther we got this Pixar movie called Turn Red. Let's partner up here and like, yes. like this partnership. Like I- I'm looking it up right now. I was so, honestly
0: I brought this up because I was hoping you could tell me what the fucking marketing behind it is for Disney Plus. Like, what are they getting out of it? and compa- like for for Firefox, this is great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know they've got over a hundred fifty million subscribers on Disney Plus to be able to push people here. They'll capture some people who might start using Firefox, but I just don't fucking, who the fuck is going to switch to Firefox? Maybe
1: Firefox paid for this partnership. Honestly, I I have no idea. Like you're Uh, right. Like it's, but they don't have
0: that much money. They're like a uh, nonprofit organization. So that's what's strange. They don't have the cash to be able to be like, Hey buddy, give me, give me this partnership. You know, like we'll build this website for you for X amount of dollars.
1: Yeah, I, I have no idea why they're doing this. Like, th- this is an odd place for uh, – an odd partnership. And, and, like, I'm reading what they're doing. So, obviously, this is designed for kids. It's a Disney Pixar movie. Yeah. I guess it's coming out on March 11th. I've never heard of this thing. And apparently, you get you, you go on there, and there's a video that they created, and it encourages people to use Firefox when they use what? the web with this Pixar-created video. So it's almost propaganda for children to use Firefox instead of Chrome or Safari or something like else. Like all of
0: this makes sense when it comes to like how Firefox is winning, yeah. right? They're trying to get this new generation of people who are going to use technology and that are just going to be naturally more savvy than the adult generation who are really typically just using the built-in browsers. Um, they're never going to change that. So, like right. at least naturally.
1: It's super weird, but dude, don't like this is a dumb partnership. Don't know what they're doing there, but you know what? Firefox has been irrelevant forever, not Disney and Pixar. But this had me think of something else. I don't even know if you're aware of this, Office. Probably
0: um, not. If it's pop culture, you know. I, yeah.
1: All right, Office. Anything um, on this? Yeah. So, do you are you aware of the new Batman movie?
0: Oh, like vaguely. And honestly, I don't even know if I've really watched any of the other Batman. Do you know who the last Batman, Batman. was? Um, oh, Tom Hanks. <laughs> um, <laughs> I actually know who it is. It's like I have his face in. My, <laughs> I have his face in my mind, but I can't. Um, I Jonah don't remember, Hill. No, no, not him. Um, All right. Well, as much as I love to watch you yeah, struggle, it is Ben Affleck who was yes, uh, was him.
1: much hated. I think he even hated the role. He signed a contract. He's like, I don't even want to be Batman anymore. Uh, but. Apparently one of the That's worst Batmans funny. of all time in terms of, like, critical
0: review. Do
1: you know who the new Batman is?
0: Isn't it Edward Cullen? That's you're, all you're, I know. You're
1: actually right. It is uh, the Twilight character. Richard Edward Patterson? Robert. 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 Old Robbie P. Let's go. Old Robbie P. is the new, <laughs> <laughs> the new Batman, which I actually, from when I Hufflepuff. first heard. <laughs> Oh, that's right. He also played a Hufflepuff character in Hogwarts. I'm like, like, dude, why are you talking about Harry Potter now? Are we just combining all these movies? But you're right. He was in that too. Yeah, so Robert Pattinson's the new Batman. I think that comes out like this week or next week. I've seen a lot about it. So
0: are people excited about that people are
1: very much excited about an office um i actually i i wanted to see it too just because i thought it was an interesting pairing he actually is a very good actor like i always thought when he was announced as the actor that it would actually be a good fit and i felt like everyone that i was talking about it with at the time and this was like a couple years ago when his first announced, we were like no like no way the twilight dude that's a, such a dumb pairing but he's actually been in a lot of good movies i'll circle back to what this has to do with partnerships in a moment here but this movie it's the reviews are starting to come in so it must come out this week like they usually they come out Thursday night. So it must come out this week. And IGN, which you know, whether or not you like the reviews or not for gaming, IGN is a gaming review uh company mostly, but they do a lot of media like music and movies too. They gave out a rare movie 10 out of 10 for this.
0: I didn't know they reviewed fucking movies. They That's do. You know I mean? The
1: 10 out of 10s from IGN, they're both rare for games and for movies. And they've just handed out two recently. So Elden Ring is a game that just came out. A lot of people like Elden Ring. That got a 10 out of 10. Now the, now the Batman just got a 10 out of 10. So All I'm
0: saying is Edward Cullen looks like he'd be a better fit for uh, Superman. Eh,
1: maybe I could see that. I, don't know. I feel I don't like know. he's got that
0: square jaw, but, just that Clark Kent look.
1: But apparently he's a more depressed uh, Batman, uh, like uh, from what some of the reviews said. I, I don't know. I actually didn't read. I mean, the his parents were even...
0: killed like in front of him. Yo, spoilers, and, dog. And he lives with a uh, uh, the butler. What's his name? <laughs> oh, dude, we're we're the worst with it. With the... <laughs> we're <laughs> so, well, so good. It's at like Batman. we're setting
1: ourselves up for failure. Yeah, what's his name? I don't know, I'm Vladimir. <laughs>
0: I mean usually you know this stuff. So
1: I was, I I know no more Marvel stuff than DC. But regardless, the reason I brought this up, you know, from Firefox and Disney and this new Pixar movie. Here is a partnership that I, that more interests me related to this movie. Now, uh the Batman movie in and, and you, all right, if there was a pizza company to partner with the Batman movie, who would you think of first?
0: Mm-hmm. Not Big Papa brand. John's cuz you know, they still got some weird vibes around yeah, them. Yeah, we, we yeah, um no. I'm going to go Domino's. I don't know. Domino's feels good.
1: Do- I could see Domino's and the Batman having a partnership, but no one else could see that that works for this actual movie or production company because they partnered with good old Little Caesars, baby.
0: Wait, what? Really? Like $5 pizza?
1: $5 pizza, baby. And let me tell you that Little Caesars, this <laughs> they're, they're calling it a calzone. <laughs> so it's calzone without the E, but they put a Y at the end. Why? And- I don't get it. I don't know, dude, but I don't know why they call it a calzone, but it looks like the Batman logo here. Here's a picture of it. I'm sure
0: I'm dude. looking at it. Yeah, I haven't so seen obviously
1: it the whole it's part. the Batman logo here. It's the pizza doesn't have too much crust, but on the top and the bottom of the Batman logo, they made it into a calzone.
0: All I'm going to tell you is looking at this photo, I actually really appreciate it, especially after looking at these. Papa John's heart-shaped pizzas, because this pizza doesn't look that fucking good. Honestly, the shape isn't even that perfect, and I respect that, because that's what you're going to get, and you kind of have an idea of what you're going to get off rip. Yeah, so if anyone
1: doesn't know what we're talking about, on our Valentine's Day episode, we talked about... The Papa John's heart-shaped pizza that they advertise every year from Valentine's Day. And I informed the office that this was a thing. And so after the episode, we went and got the pizza. And it was, was bad. It was the worst pizza we both have ever had. Like, easily the worst pizza we've ever had. Uh, I think both collectively, we felt that way. Yes, I so, concur. So that is why when it comes to something like this, I'm skeptical. But, Office, if you said after this episode that you wanted to try this Batman uh, calzoni
0: i would do it all i'm saying is i feel like uh little caesars gets shot on but for five dollars like it's not that that bad I- so
1: so our heart-shaped pizza catastrophe that cost us about 21 dollars after adding like three toppings apparently at papa John. <laughs> now this is their tagline i'm not this clever this calzoni is only 7.99 and they say that's a small price to pay for justice.
0: That's good. It's not bad. Wait, so this is another one of the... Do you know why they're part... Like, what is fucking little... Like, what is Batman getting from Little Caesars? Or is this... I mean, Little Caesars is a big restaurant, dude. They have a lot of... like. Okay, okay, everywhere. never mind. So, yeah. I thought it was maybe something like... There's this shock factor of weird brands getting together. <laughs> but... Yeah,
1: Pete's Little Caesar consumers all across the globe are shocked at this pairing. You're not wrong. People see something like this. They're like, oh, that's interesting. Like, oh, okay." I mean, so it it does generate buzz. Like, we're talking about it right here. I've just proposed getting one after the episode. You still haven't confirmed if we're doing this or not. And I'm kind of concerned. Yeah, I don't know. The the pairing, it does generate buzz. (laughs) Well, obviously, we have enough of these calzones. You know what might be a good idea? Checking in with a doctor. I didn't even give you a chance to answer because there was no way you were going to get that segue. Yeah, dude, you
0: keep fucking putting me on the spot with no help. Yeah, I'm putting you on the spot for sure. But
1: this is actually, I think, very interesting and and not surprising that this is here. So have you ever asked an Amazon device, like, hey, Alexa, what's wrong with me? Or like, what are these symptoms? Or like, you know, something about, am I sick, right? If if you do this, you'll get an answer back, usually looked up on the internet. Maybe you'll be like, uh, what is that one site? Like MD something or WebMD. WebMD. Yeah. Yeah, So it'll give you like an answer from there. Now, if you ask it, like, I want to talk to a doctor there's actually going to be uh, a partnership another partnership, but this one makes more sense than the others we've talked about so far. And it's definitely a more beneficial, uh, Amazon and Teladoc are going to actually have a uh, yeah, service, Teladoc, you know, yeah, Teladoc, you know, uh, a virtual service where you will speak with a doctor for any non-emergency services that you would go see a doctor for. That's for kind of nuts, honestly. Yeah. So you can just be laying in bed, sitting on the couch in the living room that also has a bed that hasn't been sold in it. So you could just be laying around <laughs> lounging in your underwear, naked, maybe wearing a full suit. No one cares what you're doing because you're just talking through this voice thing. You're telling the doctor what's going on. I have cold symptoms. I have a flu. I don't know what's going on. And they're like, you know, there's a pandemic right now. And they're like, oh, yeah, whatever. Okay. And then the call's over. You could do that. Or maybe there's something else. Maybe you got a little tummy ache. Maybe who knows. I'm not going to go through every medical thing right now, but you can do that with Teladoc on the Amazon device. So this, I think, is pretty cool. It's audio only. They say video visits will come soon for any Alexa devices. Yeah, I was going to say that that sounds like
0: that'd be cool. Like I I just recently got one of the Alexa shows. Uh, I have not really set it up at all. It was just on sale. But that sounds cool. Um,
1: But the thing with that, though, is they already have teledoc with webcams already, right? Like you just go on your computer, your phone, your laptop. So the fact that it's audio only, I think will appeal to some people because almost every household has some type of smart device now. (sighs) Amazon device probably with the biggest market share. So if you if this really is easy enough where you describe the stuff and you still get whatever feedback you need, if you could still get prescriptions filled out or whatever, that's great. Um, you could just do it all through audio, like if, if that's what you want. It, you know, I, I mean, I think you and I personally are very comfortable with video chat being on webcams, it, but I think a lot of people aren't.
0: It's strange. Like I'm honestly not thinking about the consumer on this on this end. I'm really thinking about I guess the providers that yeah. are on Teledoc.
1: I think there's a lot of trust put on the patient here to differentiate like what, what is worth audio only and not an in person or video visit. If you if you go on here and you say, I need a doctor and you're talking about this rash you have, or like what is this? You know, it's like like <laughs> what, what are you gonna do here, right? Like Maybe if you describe it in detail or something
0: like that, I'm not against it. Like I feel like this would be quite convenient for someone like myself who really just needs to call in to get maybe a prescription refilled. But to a certain degree, I'd prefer this still over chat or some shit. like, hey, here's an email like I need my fucking prescription filled rather than even a call.
1: yeah, I agree. I, I think it it'll add a level of convenience there. So they already have costs associated with this, too. so. Depending on your insurance, this could be free or covered or partially covered if a copay. But if you do not have insurance, the flat rate cost allegedly is seventy five dollars uh, from this partnership. That's a
0: lot, damn. Well, I mean, I guess that makes sense. Normal. I mean, I was saying that the yeah. providers are going to have a fucking tough yeah. day with this, so I guess they're paying them out decent.
1: I, but for an out of pocket cost for urgent care or something like that, that's pretty much on par. So is it I, really okay? Yeah. So, but I mean, I mean, it's
0: just straight up fucking calls though so that's why there's that i mean amazon's taking some kind of cut there too i'm
1: sure they are yeah i don't know maybe we'll have to give him a call and and ask you know why does an office have all these sores all over his body side
0: note i this i may or may not have asked uh, lexi this before um but if you do i'm trying not to let her thing activate um i definitely someone may have asked her um i'm gonna kill myself and she definitely responds with a quite an adequate response. Um, something about here's resources and that, you know, people care about you among other things. Um, just wanted to let you know that.
1: So a friend has tried this, you're telling me, and this is how you know.
0: It was me, guys. It was me.
1: <laughs> well, office, I'm also here for you if you need anyone to talk to and some resources and Uh, Someone to go get a calzone with. I'm right here, baby. You don't don't have to ask.
0: All right, Charlie, how about we uh, dive into our meaty topic of today?
1: Our meaty, thick boy topic today. So this is one that I think is very helpful for a lot of people. A lot of people probably already know about this, but I think there's a lot also that don't. Uh, So I'm really just saying that there's a lot of people in in both sides here, really a whole lot of nothing. But you know what will help you say less a whole lot of nothing is an AI-powered... Uh, writing assistant. So someone like myself, I've used this before, especially being in marketing, but if if you write emails, if you do any type of writing in your daily life on a professional level, this is going to be helpful for you. So an AI-powered writing assistant in office uh, is essentially uh, something that you can attach onto your email platforms, your web browser, anywhere where you're writing, or, or even Word docs, you can copy and paste it into there, and it will analyze what you wrote, and using you know the AI obviously behind it, all the data that's collected, give you
0: suggestions.
1: Uh, have you heard of uh, Grammarly, which is probably the biggest player in the space? Is this something that you've
0: ever utilized? I feel fucking silly, so I <laughs> I know about Grammarly. Um, yeah. It's usually through colleagues. I actually have never used it, maybe once or twice, but I haven't really like downloaded the Chrome extension. And then like similarly, like um, there's a, another platform i've gotten like more ads about recently probably because i was looking up something about communications for work and it came up as called writer so i think they probably have the same stuff but i kind of dived into like the whole thing because i was just on some whatever research grind and i think they're similar platforms but i mean yes tell me more about i guess like i know the i know the high level stuff about grammarly yeah if you're someone new um When it comes to Grammarly, it's going to help you have suggestive text about whether something is too wordy to make it a little bit more concise. Maybe use better wording for something if you have bad grammar or punctuation. Uh, All things that I've definitely had a lot of recently... And I probably should be using this
1: grammarly and writer.com are both probably the biggest players in this space too. the biggest names. There's a bunch of other ones, too. If you look up like AI powered writing assistant or writing assistants, you'll see a bunch of them. But grammarly is kind of like the first one that came out here. They've been around for over 10 years now, I think. So like you said, the free version offers, you know, it's it's different than just autocorrect on like your phone or a word doc or on an email. It really does have a lot of extra benefits that really are a more professional grade. Uh, And the free level actually is a big benefit and a big improvement from just autocorrect, like if you have a misspelling or just very basic improper grammar. Where it gets very interesting is if you do work in a communications, marketing, or any type of role where you are writing emails constantly they have these pro or premium versions. So a pro version of either Grammarly or writer.com, I think it ranges from like 10 to $12 a month. And even if you do this temporarily or you find a trial or a promo code, you can get a lot of learnings very quickly on things you can improve in your writing. And it's all done automatically. It's not like you have to like change your whole process or anything like this. These are browser extensions. These are things that kind of overlay whether your emails or whatever you're writing on and give you these suggestions on the fly. So when you get one of these pro versions, uh, it'll give you much more than just grammar, conciseness, and spelling uh, improvements. It'll actually give you really things that are a lot more contextual, uh, especially in today's day and age. A lot of them tout features such as tone management. Uh, And this is definitely something I'm sure you know from working with me that there are times where my tone may be a little bit off in an email. I feel like
0: we're the opposite ends where like your tone tends to be on the harsher end and mine just tends to be too happy.
1: Yeah, you're almost like everyone just thinks everything is fine with you and like you're all good and then they learn later on like, oh, actually, uh, that that's not all good. Me, it's like... <laughs> Charlie does not like this. Why okay. is Charlie such an f- asshole all the time? Th- that c- That is definitely probably something people have said about me. But if I use the pro version of Grammarly, the tone management feature might have helped me out a lot. Being like, yo, Charlie, check your tone here. You may want to actually not say per my latest email. <laughs> okay, say- uh, don't
0: don't downgrade. That got me mad. Don't say that about yourself.
1: Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm embellishing a little that. bit. Like I'm I, earlier in my career though, novice, I will have you know that I, I was definitely right. Oh my
0: god, you were one of those, dude. You would be actually. Now that I think, I, I'm about not it. saying
1: that I said per my latest email a lot, but I think I was a little, uh, a, a little spicier earlier in my career, just a little bit more aggressive with my emails than I am now. I think I try to be a little bit more thoughtful, but I used to use Grammarly earlier in my career too, so maybe that helped me out early on but I haven't used it much lately, but that's one of the pro features. Like it's a very specific one when it comes to tone management, but they do a lot of different writing rules. Uh, Readability targets I think are very interesting. So if you're writing something, and let's just say you're writing something maybe on a website that's actually gonna be more educational, but maybe for children, maybe it's something on a school resource website or some type of uh, paper or something like that, in it, maybe the readability level of your the people that you want to read this or intend to read it is maybe you know K through twelve, and it's not an adult, so they have ways to say, hey, you know what, the readability level of what you just wrote it's a little bit way too up there. We actually need to kind of make it a little bit more broader and, and easier terminology to understand.
0: These well, were used in all of Trump's speeches too.
1: <laughs> getting very political. I got a political. Wow. Yeah, I I don't think. Uh, I, I don't think anything was used for his speeches actually. I think the teleprompter was just kind of uh,
0: I don't think so. I think those uh, were highly calculated.
1: Yeah. No, you you're right. But um well, I, Trump's I would like a smart
0: guy. He knows what he's doing. Now I'm doing his honestly, hand motions and shit.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> 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 very good. Very good hand motions. <laughs> but um Readability targets can also go the other way, where it's like, hey, you know what? The, this actually looks like it was written for someone that's maybe a little Who's bit lower grader? level. Uh, <laughs> someone that's a fourth grade. You, you might want this to actually, supposed to be to an executive
0: level staff. Yeah, Come on, bro. You,
1: you may actually want the readability level to look a little bit more enhanced here, so let me help you out, is what Grammarly or another platform would do here. So you
0: can set these parameters, basically, yeah. between the two platforms.
1: Exactly. And then... There's also a way, so especially, I think, allow that a lot of things have evolved, particularly in a workplace, to be a lot more inclusive, a lot more politically correct. So there's good ways to say, hey, you know what? What you just said really is a sensitive way of putting things. or might be sensitive to someone. Uh, this is not the right terminology to use for gender equality. Uh, so there, there's a lot of different or
0: inclusivity as well. So there's a lot of different... You said that word real good. I, I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm an asshole. I just
1: had to- <laughs> yeah, everybody could have helped me out if I wrote it. But, you know, it's just a <laughs> verbal medium here, a vocal medium. Um, oh, God. But yeah, they... Grammarly will help you out, that's what I'm saying. It'll help you just not be an asshole, both with tone and with not being PC. They'll be like, yo, you don't want to send that email like that. Uh, and you can also, uh, if maybe there's different, maybe you have, maybe there's a word that you know that your boss just does not like being used. Uh, maybe, I, I don't know what the word is, but let's just say there's a word they don't like and you can put a filter and it's like, if I say this word, don't let me say this word, underline it, something like that. Like if you need to... A constant reminder, like this, is not the terminology that X Y Z person. I likes.
0: actually like that a lot. So I, I think the the example you made is kind of funny. Um, there's a few circumstances I can think of that with, but I mean, so more lately, so like I sit between sales and marketing, and so I hear like both ends of it, and typically there's just sort of there's words that you shouldn't be using because, like you know, ultimately, like words shape your reality to a certain degree and certain words carry more of a negative connotation or a more positive one. Yeah. And having something where if you're, I don't know if this was deployed to like, you know, like a team of people and you have someone who's not necessarily trained on all of this stuff and they're typing something out where they're using a word that they don't realize is going to be negative. It can flag it and be like, Hey man, you should probably use this word because this word comes off better than this word, but they're giving the same like definition essentially. Um, I think that's huge. Um, there's another thing I feel like a lot of people don't use. I mean, Charlie, uh, I'm probably gonna go on this roll here that most people won't care about. Um, but great I think, podcast content. I know. can't wait. The, the, <laughs> it, it's this term called snippets. So, oh, I think mean, these are cool. I, I know what you're talking about. So I have never been a big fan of like templated emails, I still like to have some sort of like personality when I'm sending something. So I started using, um, I kind of had the, my first case of like using snippets when I worked in tech support and it was using this like software called, um, I think it was called text expander quite literally. And ultimately the, um, short concept is you type in like a command or a shortcut. Let's just say I make mine something like, forward slash follow-up or like some sort of acronym for it. F you for fuck you or follow-up. And, um, I make that the acronym that will then expand the text into like a full email. You know, it could, you know, say like, Hey John, nice to meet you. You know, it was great meeting you today. Blah, 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 blah. Um, there's a like originally when I first used this kind of software, it was very limited, but having it baked into something that gives you, you know, grammar advice, things that kind of work out. And like, I think they even have like very specific things. So I, I remember one of the problems I had with using this and onboarding it with teams is that, you know, you either have to train someone to use very specific commands but nowadays they have this like built-in search functionality. So if you don't even know the command, you can kind of start like searching words that are in the email and it'll populate all these different templates that are a little bit more customizable, it uses dynamic text to pull in somebody's name, all these cool things. I don't know, I'm I'm weirdly into it. It can it's just used in so many different use cases like, you know, using notes, sending emails, all across the board. It's my jam.
1: Yeah, so Daphis, I just want to make sure, so if I were to summarize kind of what you just said, snippets are something, there's a lot of different platforms that can do this, obviously Grammarly and Writer and have this included as well, but you essentially are making a shortcut that's based on whatever text you want, so it could be forward slash follow up or FU, and yes. it'll, let's say you're writing an email, it'll automatically know what to put in there, so you don't have to write up the same type of thing that you're doing all the time. So exactly. All right. So this is it. It's, I'm glad you brought this up because there's so many things we do in our daily lives that now can be automated. Right. So we just talked about, you know, with Grammarly, you know, proofreading, making sure that your wording's right. If you're overthinking an email before you send it, like, oh, does this sound good? Or, you know, did I word this right? Grammarly or another platform like it can do that for you. And it can really give you some good feedback and you can just shape it later on. So you write these emails a little bit more impactful. So there's a lot of learning with it. There's a lot of time saved. And the same here with snippets. If you're writing something <laughs> very similar, like every day, why are you writing the same damn thing every day? It exactly. doesn't make
0: any sense. And 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 one of the reasons why I want to drop in one more note about snippets is that when you use these things, it still allows you to have some more... I think a variability is what I want to say. It doesn't seem the idea is that it doesn't sound templated is that you can change it up a little bit on the fly by having maybe an array of templates or dynamic text that pulls in, but I'm sorry, Charlie, I laughed a little while earlier because I was thinking about sort of like this demo I was looking about um, for these platforms. And one of them was about, um, you know, just like the basic thing of like autocorrect or like, helping you like have better communication and it was um it was under this heading for tech support like it was use cases and it was like tech support i shit you not like i feel like every brown person who's in tech support they'll be like sir kindly please send me your order id and it was like it literally had updated this kindly please that i just see all the time to something like hey could you send me this Like, Oh,
1: so their example in the demo was like, remove kindly, please, and just say, hey, could you
0: send me this? Exactly. And it was just something I feel like I see all the time. I don't know if you notice this at all.
1: Well, yeah, I think uh, a lot of foreign emails in terms of foreign, like. um, Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: I'm talking about my Southeast Asian homies. Yes. Kindly, please, baby. This does not help. It just pisses me off more. Dear sir or madam
1: uh, is another one. Oh, yeah. That's it. One. So honestly, this would be a great platform for anyone that's trying to sound a little bit more authentic and appeal to their target audience as a US, uh, you know, maybe base customer support uh, or anything like that. So, but that is a funny example there. Like the kindly, could you kindly do this? Is like, you don't need to say that. It's not kind. It's not helpful. It's not going to get you anywhere. Just be a little bit more concise. So that, that's a good example, though, of like if someone thinks that's a good thing to say, it's just
0: really not. Yeah. Just cut it down. Keep it concise. Honestly, that's probably what I need the most.
1: Yeah. Well, something else you could snip and cut down and keep concise this
0: episode, baby. Why don't you lead us off into the end here, baby? A little outro. And we mentioned this earlier, but this is more for all of our followers, fans. We really appreciate you listening. If you're a first-time listener as well, Please give us a follow on all of our social media profiles, starting with Instagram at not to be Technical, Twitter at not to be Tech, the TikTok that we keep bringing up but don't have content for yet, and not to be Technical as well. And then of course, give us a five-star rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you know what it is. And if you don't know what it is, and you're not ready to give us a five-star, please don't. Yeah, we'll you'll you. you'll
1: find out what it is soon enough. You'll give us five stars. Stay tuned for the next episode. That's a wrap. That